Welcome to the Scale with Speed Show. As I do every time, I bring solid guests, guests that are doing great things, and today is no different. I've got Kyle Brost, who is a serial entrepreneur who sold a couple companies and also runs a few now. He's been featured in Inc. 5000, New York Times, Forbes. This guy's the real deal, works with a bunch of corporate clients. I'm super excited to dive in with you today. You know, one thing I looked at on your website, you say, I turn individuals and leaders into strategists and change makers. That's a big uh, statement. So uh, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks a bunch for having me. I'm excited to be on. Uh, excited to chat and, and see what value I can bring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is a big statement, but, uh, but it's one I stick by. Yeah, so give, just so we have context, I love the audience to, to get a little background. You don't have to spend too much, but you, know, you are an entrepreneur. You've had some success at an early age, and you're on this new venture, which we're going to get into, which I think the audience is going to love, this whole concept of Escalate, right? I really want to spend some time there, but to ground everybody, yeah. why don't you just give just a quick you know, three-minute background on who Kyle is and why everybody should listen? Sure. Uh, well, so I am kind of the quintessential entrepreneur. You know, I, I wish I had a really glamorous story about, um, you know, discovering entrepreneurship or, or something. But honestly, I, I grew up just kind of having that mindset. I grew up wanting to be an entrepreneur, wanting to own a business, wanting to, to take this route. And so in my early 20s, I, uh, I worked on the oil fields in Wyoming saved every penny I could, took $10,000 that I earned over the course of six months, and I bought a carpet cleaner, I bought a little van, I went and got myself trained, I bought some chemicals, and I started my first company, which was a small carpet cleaning business. And I ran that for, uh, for several years, and, and there's you know, a couple of shifts in there that I had to make, but I uh, ended up running that business for about three years. I sold it, fortunately, did all right on it, and then I bought my second company uh, out in Kansas City, which was an international freight brokerage. I ran that business for several years, about four years, uh, 2008, 2009, 2010 hit, and, uh, and kind of tore our business apart, and, uh, and we had to you know, figure out a way out of that, and so fortunately, I was able to uh, navigate that, that kind of treacherous circumstance and, and come out all right. At that point, I had uh, sold my second company, um, wasn't real sure what, what I wanted to do next. That was a pretty traumatic experience, thinking that I was going to lose everything for a while. Uh, so I decided to take a little bit of break from entrepreneurship. I went back to school, finished an undergrad degree in psychology with a minor in business and some certifications, did a master's in business administration right after that. And through that process, I had a, a, the opportunity to start consulting with a boutique consulting firm in strategy and organization design. And, uh, and so that's where I really got my start in strategy. You know, I, I run companies before, but just as a small business owner, just as a, a young man, you know, trying to figure things out and consulting gave me the opportunity to see all of these organizations doing a ton of different things and how they were doing it, what was working, what wasn't working and helped me figure out how do I, walk somebody else through this process? What kind of tools and insights can I give them to succeed? And so uh, I consulted with that boutique firm for, uh, for a couple of years and then decided, you know what, let's jump right back into entrepreneurship. So I started my own firm, corporate strategy firm called uh, Choice Strategy Group. 
ran that for a few years. And then uh, about a year ago, I acquired another company called Spark Policy Institute, which is a research and evaluation firm. So at this stage, I have my personal brand, which is me. And, uh, and I do a lot around strategic thinking, emotional intelligence. Um, Escalate's one of those things we can talk about. And then I own Choice Strategy Group, which is a corporate strategy firm, and, uh, and Spark Policy Institute, which is a research and evaluation firm. Um, and Spark Policy Institute is a little bit unique, but it, uh, we focus on really big, massive social problems. So really messy, complex things that a lot of people can't quite wrap their heads around, like poverty and homelessness and uh, and infant mortality and juvenile justice. And, and we research, we work with foundations and nonprofits to really research and evaluate what's working, what's not working, what's the real problem here? How do we impact the systems that are creating some of these challenges? Um, and then we take a strategic and systems lens to that. So that's a whole bunch I just threw at you. Uh, wow, you're a busy but, guy. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely, you know, uh, but it's good. It's good. You know, I love it. And it just is a really kind of a tangent here, but you say you're a busy guy. And one of the things that I like to reiterate to, to, you know, other entrepreneurs is I didn't go into entrepreneurship as an avenue to escape something. It wasn't like, I think that entrepreneurship is going to help me escape a life that I don't want to live. I went into entrepreneurship because that's the life I want to live. So I'm definitely busy, but, but it's, it's what I love. It's what I love to do. Like, uh, you know, this was short notice and I jumped on because I love talking about this stuff. I love being a part of it. I love helping people out. I love thinking yeah. strategically. And so, uh, so yeah, busy, but, but I love it. Yeah. That's one thing is I think it's important for the audience, right? I think every successful entrepreneur, right? They, they love it, man. I mean, they freaking love it. They have a passion for it. And more importantly, I think they have purpose, Right. And, and, you know, I believe some of the things you were just talking about is a lot of it's purpose led. Right. So I think to be successful, you've got to have purpose, passion, and then that work ethic. And that's the start of a successful formula. And something else that is not uncommon that you talked about that most entrepreneurs face is some, some sort of form of failure of, or adversity. Right. You know, it sounds like that second business you know, hit a, hit a bad time, you figured it out. I'm sure we could do a whole other segment on that, but that's, oh, yeah. that's important, right? So talk to us right now about, you know, I'm really interested in this concept of Escalate. And, you know, also I love the fact that you're in the EQ business. I think there's a lot of things that are very interesting um, in that, but let's talk about Escalate. Yeah, so, uh, so Escalate is, you know, the, the tagline that I use in it, and it's a sincere one is, you know, it's Escalate, a practical guide to get yourself unstuck and build lifelong momentum. And, uh, and one of the things that I found, you know, as I started consulting with companies is we would come up with these phenomenal strategies. And I'm talking about big, you know, I'm talking about Fortune 500 companies, you know, $50 billion in revenue, 250,000 employees. We would come up with these phenomenal strategies for how the organization could move forward and succeed and you know increase revenue and profitability and have a greater impact and yet we would come up with these and yet the implementation always lagged behind mm. getting yeah. it actually out there actually doing what we yeah. said we were going to do and implementing these really good strategies always lagged behind. So I actually developed Escalate as a process for my, my clients to implement, to actually execute good strategies because Love I that. just found that that's where they were failing the most. 
Um, so it started there. And then over time, while I started to do some executive coaching and leadership training, I, I you know, took these tools and I pulled them into a, an individual kind of professional personal lens. And so it's the same tool and process that I use for clients or organizations, but it applies to individuals. And it literally is a step-by-step -step process for how, once you have something that you're aspiring to achieve, how you get there without fail. It's a step-by-step it's a yeah. -step process for if you're that person on the couch who knows that you can do more and yet you just can't get yourself to do it, this is the process that gets you to do it. And it's, it's not, you know, it's not hypothetical. It's not theoretical. It's literally a step-by-step -step tactical process that says, if you follow this process, you will get unstuck and you'll make progress and you'll achieve those things. And so that's where it came from. And it's yeah. really simple, but, uh, but it's, it's provided a ton of value to clients. And so I think it'll provide a ton of value to individuals as well. Yeah, I think you know, something that's really important that you said in there for the audience is, and I'm a firm believer in this, right? The results happen in the work. The yeah. results happen in the execution. And, you know, I don't want that comment to get lost that you said, you know, there's so many times, whether it's an individual or it's a company and you go in, right? Or we go in or people go in to help and everybody's fired up, right? Over that two or three day workshop, it's, you know, man, we're going to do this. We're going to charge forward. It's going to be amazing. And then, and then it happens or doesn't happen, right? Yeah. It happens, it being non-productivity and non-execution. And so I don't know if, you know, you've been following lately, but I just wrote a, a new book. It's called Scale with Speed. And this awesome. book is, is about that. It's how do you dominate those top priorities mm -hmm. and actually get to work? And so, you know, love it. like we're kindred spirits in some sense because you absolutely that it's about the execution and the action, not just the idea. The strategy could be amazing, but somebody that has a far worse strategy but executes has a better chance of winning, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a great story and I share it in the book. So Escalade is, is coming out as a book here in a few weeks as well. And I share this story, but awesome. I'll tell it to you now. And it's a great illustration of exactly what you're saying. So um, this, uh, this guy named uh, Oscar Hector gave this, this speech and he shared this story that the Hungarian military was doing military drills in, uh, in the Alps. And, uh, and they got out there, they're doing these drills and this one party left and went out to do some drills while the kind of main camp stayed behind. Well, they get out and after they're gone a day, this like huge blizzard hits and they can't, they get so turned around, they can't figure out where they're at, how to get back to camp. And so they're stuck. And so camp is worried, like, where are they? What's happening? Are they going to make it back? They're scared because they have no idea where they are. So for two days, they're kind of sitting there like figuring, trying to figure out what do we do? We don't even know where we're at. We're so turned around. Well, all of a sudden, one of these guys finds in his rucksack a map of the of the mountains and so they're like oh my gosh well thank heavens like finally we you know we can figure out where we're at so they get going and they get there they make their way back to camp and the leader at the camp is you know thrilled that they make it back because he literally thought they you know were lost and dead and so he's thrilled that they made it back and he's asking him about their experience and and he says you know how did you figure it out and they explain well one of the guys actually ended up finding a map that you know got us back here and he goes oh my gosh can i see the map they hand it to him and he looks at it and he goes this is the map of the pyrenees Oh, wow. So it's the wrong map, but the point was, and the reason that it helped them succeed is because it got them moving. Going. Yeah. Great. You know? And so, yeah. 
Too many people spend so much time trying to figure out, do I have the right map before they even get moving? And if you're not going to move, it doesn't matter if you got the right map or not. And so, yeah. you know, this whole idea of like you, you said, you know, scale with speed and escalate is really how do you get yourself moving? How do you get yourself yeah. in motion? You know, the old adage goes that you can't steer a car until it's in motion. Well, the same goes for your life. You're not going to be able to direct your life. You're not going to be able to steer your life until totally. you get in motion. You know, one, one thing I talk a lot about, um, you know, on podcasts and in video, but specifically in my book, you know, Kyle, we're faced with 35,000 decisions a day. Yeah. That's crazy, right? And yes. it, the, the inability to make a decision typically results in non-action, right? So, you know, you put these strategies together and you put a plan together, but during that process, there's some kind of hand-wringing decisions that have to be made in order to go into execution. And so I talk a lot about, you know, I don't care what kind of decision it is, I have a process within nine minutes, you can make that decision so you can move forward, so you can take action, right? It's a great story with the map, right? Somebody pulled it out and said, we've got to make a decision. I think this is the map, we got to go, right? right. Or everybody could have said, well, what if it's wrong? And they could have just sat there and died. So. I think there's a lot of power in the ability to make decisions and be okay if they're wrong, but it allows you to take action, right? It allows you to execute and it allows you to move forward, which, you know, I, I believe that, you know, getting back to this, this concept of EQ and IQ, I would say I'm an individual that has a lot of EQ and okay. maybe not as much IQ, but my ability to take action and to execute and make decisions, I would put me up against somebody that has a much higher IQ because I believe that I'm going to outperform you in the execution and the ability to make decisions. Do you, do you yeah. think that there's some truth in that within entrepreneurs? Well, absolutely. And I, and I think the whole idea of EQ really comes to this idea of perseverance and resilience. So you can be really intelligent, but, Failure and yeah. resilience, you know, those are not intellectual things. Those are emotional things. Failure doesn't necessarily kill our intellect. What it does is it kills our momentum. It kills our motivation, right? Right, so yeah. If you don't have that EQ, if you don't have that emotional agility and intelligence, those are the things that are going to create these big barriers. The other thing about emotion and the importance of EQ is, you know, the, the word emotion actually comes from in motion. So it's from French and Latin, which means oh, wow. in motion. And that's what emotion does for you, right? Is yeah. it sets you in motion. It gives you the energy to actually get out and do things. Even from a, a physiological standpoint, all that emotion does is it gives you energy. It, it you know, starts right. pumping adrenaline through your veins, but the body itself doesn't interpret that. All it does is tell you that something important is happening and yeah. it's prepping your body for that important thing. We let ourselves tell us that it's bad or that it's you know, going to be uncomfortable, but right. that's not a physiological thing. The, the physiological part is just prepping us for something important. And if you have the emotional intelligence, then you can shift that and really leverage that energy to get yourself in motion. So I've got two questions for you, uh, Kyle, that I think will be really beneficial for the audience and they're... They're hard questions, right? I mean, okay. things that people struggle with, I believe, daily. You know, yeah. I, I would say I, I even struggle with them, and you probably do as well. There's the concept of failing, right? 
when you fail something, how do you deal with it would be the mm -hmm. first question, right? And then the second question is how do you recover after that, that failure, which I guess is kind of, kind of the same, but I look at them as two different things. One, you, you worked really hard for something, you thought you had it, and then you failed, right? Yeah. And then there's the, what I would call hangover effect days, weeks later of the anxiety of, of wanting to do it again, mm, right? And, yeah. and I believe so many people don't get their dreams. They don't get what they want out of life because they face that rejection and they don't know how to overcome it and they're scared yeah. to do it. So how do you, how do you address that with people? Cause I know when I coach people, I'm faced with that all the time and I'm sure you are as well. And execution is prohibited because people are scared to fail. I believe that. Yeah. Right? So how, do, how do you yeah. overcome that? Well, I think the first thing is, uh, and I talk a lot about this, actually, I think the first thing is recognizing that failure is not a statement about your individual worth. I think people are afraid of failure because they're afraid that it says something about them. It says that I am a failure and I'm not as intelligent as I thought I was, or I'm not as skilled as I thought I was. And I think the first thing people have to just confront head on is just because you fail at something doesn't mean that's a statement about you and your worth and your potential. I mean, everybody is gonna fail at something 100% guaranteed there's not a person alive that's not gonna fail. And so you have to just confront that head on and recognize that if you're pushing yourself, you're gonna fail and that's not a statement about your individual worth. And it's about progress. Yes, and to getting to how do you recover, what I think is actually really exciting about this is look, if this is where I think my potential is and everything I do is right here because I never fail, holy crap, that's depressing. Right. Like, yeah. That means that I have literally reached my peak and there is nowhere else for me to go. And if that was the case for my life, oh my gosh, I would wake up in the morning and be depressed as all get out because here's where I think I am. Here's where I'm performing and there's nowhere for me to go. There's no growth for me. So why the heck would I even want to wake up in the morning? So I think one thing people to recover from this, what you have to recognize is here's your potential. And every time you fail, you end up here. All that's telling you is that you have potential to achieve. Yeah, and that's freaking that. exciting. That is exciting. You know, in, in, in a lot of people, Kyle, don't appreciate um, or they always see they appreciate they, they just see the success, right? So yeah. Michael Jordan is a great example. You know, you, that inter, if, if, you know, he's been interviewed and he says, listen, I've missed more shots than I've made. I've failed so many more times than I've won. But what people gravitate towards and see is the success. And so what I try to teach people is just what you said is, listen, there's always potential. And if you're not failing, if you're not trying – you're not going to, how do you get better? How do you become great if you're not trying and you're not failing? And you have to understand behind every success story, there's a much darker, you know, tougher fail story that allowed them to get to that success. I don't believe that there's any such thing as overnight success. It just, to me, it doesn't exist. If it does, it's fake and it, it, it flares away. But I think that the process of failure and overcoming that failure is the difference between 
success and not success. It is. And, and here's the thing too, is no matter what stage you get to of success, you know, however you define success, that doesn't ever go away. So look, you know, there are plenty of there's people. Always, that I tell, there's always another level. Yeah. Well, and there's always failure. Look, you know, yeah. I can talk about some of the big failures that have kind of shaped who I am and I can make it seem like, you know, I'm at this place where I'm really successful financially and that means that I have no more failure, but that's total BS. Just because I'm in a place where I'm secure financially doesn't mean that I don't experience daily, you know, mistakes that I don't make daily missteps that I don't experience disappointment and failure. Like, you know, we lose contracts all the time that we think we should have won. Uh, my team gets mad, right? They tell me that I'm a crappy leader. They, you know, they shoot me off an, an email or they, you know, report it to somebody else. And then I got to figure out why they think that I'm, you know, an idiot. And it's, it's so just because you reach some level of success doesn't mean that you rise above yeah. failure and mistake and misstep and disappointment. You're never going to rise above those things because those are the things that are constantly pushing you to get better. Again, I would be so disappointed if this is where I thought my potential was and I was acting at that, that level also, because right. where do I go? I would be so disappointed. Yeah, no, def definitely. Well, man, I, I love this concept. I, I can't wait to get the book. Sounds amazing. So you said it's coming out when and you, you finished it or? It's, uh, it's, right, it's right at the finish line. So we're talking okay. about the next two to three weeks. Okay, cool, man. Well, I'll have you back on so we can promote the book. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And so, you know, it sounds like this concept is also applicable for individuals as well as, as organizations. Is that true? Absolutely. So it started with organizations, but I modified it. I mean, I actually have it sitting here because I, I gave another interview about this. But, like, this is just an example. This is the entire process map. I mean, oh, I it's like it. literally, literally mapped out step by step. And this is a decision chart. Yeah. So you can literally walk through and say, yes, no, and it tells you where to go next, right? And that's just one right. piece. And I just happen, I honestly just happen to have these sitting here because I just did one. But there's like this whole list of like tools, tools and, and resources for how to get there. Um, I mean, it's like literally the entire process is mapped out step by step. You know, every element that you can think of, I give you a tool, a process, yeah. a template, a way to get it done. It is not something that you have to, you know, when I was writing it, uh, in consulting, one of the things that I've heard probably the most often, and as a consultant, you try to be a really good facilitator. So you try to sure. help people get to their own answers, which works really good. But one of the things I hear most often is as I get them toward an answer, they'll say to me, okay, I've gotten to the point where I get it. Now I just need you to tell me what to do. Like they literally get to that point where they're like, okay, stop facilitating and yeah. just give me what I need to do. Um, and so that's what this is. It literally, so I, I cover the principles, right? I cover the yeah. big principles and you can take those and apply those a lot of different ways. But then I actually give the like specific process. Here's step A, here's step B, here's step C so that you don't have to try to figure it out right. and it will literally get you going. I love that. I think it's important for the audience. Something you said I want to expand on is people want to be led and people don't necessarily care about how the sausage is made. Mm -hmm. They just want the sausage, right? Yeah. And I think that's important. So anybody listening to this that manages a team, they're in sales, they're consulting, um, they're a teacher, any, this is applicable anywhere. Know the audience and understand that they're interested in the how do I do it? 
versus how it's done, right? I think that's, that's, that's a key thing. I mean, I know even when I facilitate or I'm around, I just want get to the freaking joke. Like, how do we solve this? I don't need to understand why. And I need, you know, you're in a moment of pain and you got to get it fixed. So I, so I love that it's a practitioner's guide. So Kyle, um, I want to wrap up here. What is the best way for people to find you? Um, one, to follow you socially, one, to get updates and maybe pre-order the book um, or to even hire you. What's the, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, well, so the best way is just to go to my website. You know, it's kylebrost.com, K-Y-L-E-B-R-O-S-T.com. You can shoot me an, an email at info at kylebrost. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram is just at kylebrost. Uh, Facebook is, you can find my Facebook page by searching for kylebrost as well. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. It's easy to find me. I'm easy to connect with. Uh, you know, I have a team who helps me, but for the most part, I'm, I'm totally engaged in those conversations. So if you get a message, uh, it's, you know, it's a 75% chance that it's coming directly from me myself. Uh, and if you make that request, my team will make sure that I get it and that I am the one that connects with you. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you can, you can find me in all of those places and, and I love to connect with people, uh, one way or the other. I actually have, uh, right now, uh, this probably won't air, but you can uh, pay attention to it since the, this will probably air after this happens, but, uh, you can pay attention to it and follow along. So I just offered yesterday, I'm going to draw a name on, on Friday or Saturday while I'm at the thrive conference in Las Vegas. I'm going to draw a name out of people who liked and shared a specific post and whoever's name I draw gets 90 days of executive coaching from me and my team, no cost whatsoever. Oh, that's awesome. And, and we're documenting the entire process. So I'm literally going to share with the audience cool. our text message exchanges, our emails, our live video calls, our, you know, our I phone calls, like the entire process. We're going to document and share and we're going to yeah. show you exactly what can happen in 90 days. Uh, and so, you know, definitely follow me on Instagram, go follow me on, on Facebook so you can be a part of that journey and see exactly it. There's some really cool people that have liked and shared it. Um, so it'll be a ton of fun to work on their business for 90 days and see what we can do. Yeah, I love that, man. Okay, so my whole saying is make it happen, right? I end everything, like make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. So for our audience to end this, if you were to give them a motivational make it happen what would that statement be? I think it goes right in line with the conversation today. And it's a really simple phrase. It's start before you're ready. Okay. So many people are waiting to yeah, be ready I love that. before they get started. And they think that they're going to be able to be ready. You yeah. don't get ready until you start. So start before you're ready. You'll figure it out and learn it along the way. Don't wait till you think you have all the answers uh, figured I out. I love that, man. Start before you're ready. I don't care if that's you want to run a marathon, just freaking lace up and start running. You would, I, I love it. I love it. I think uh, I love your passion. I love your energy. I, thank you for coming on, especially with such short notice. Um, Absolutely. Everybody watching again, you're probably already following me. You got to get this book. It's a game changer. Scale with speed. Um, follow me at Judge Graham Business on Facebook. All my other handles are at Judge Graham. Best way to get a hold of me is judgegram.com. Um, constantly listen to the show. I'm bringing amazing guests like Kyle, who I believe is doing things that have purpose, passion, and he's creating profitability out in the marketplace. This is a guy to follow. Check him out. Get his book. And as always, make it happen.